0: I am seeing a bookshelf. On the bookshelf are books. And a DVD of a film called Run Lola Run. I can also see. Uh... Oh good grief, even I'm boring myself now. What has he taught me exactly over 31 episodes? Welcome to Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen. A conversation between two quite brilliant minds. Course. Course. probably the thing i'm supposed to be describing which I actually oh i see it's it's the london marathon chocolate uh chocolate coin that's lovely it's a dark brown very large i don't think it's dark chocolate i think it's milk chocolate
1: why are you what what's happening right now
0: i was just looking at the um milk chocolate london marathon coin and that we've
1: got. You get from amazon right and there are other tax paying providers around but you can get them from Amazon. Chocolate coins? Yeah, but you can't get
0: marathon chocolate coins, can you? You can't get the London Marathon. They're called Snickers. No, that thing hanging there, the chocolate coin they gave you at the end of running the marathon. Yes. On a, like, you know, a medallion chocolate coin, you can only get it if you run the the marathon. Yes.
1: You can't get it on Amazon. Oh, the chocolate coin version you can. So can you? Hmm. Apparently. What
0: do you mean, apparently?
1: Well, you know, if you if you'd not run the marathon and you wanted to get a pretend marathon chocolate coin, then I'm sure you could get one on Amazon.
0: Oh, I see, and it's very clever that because the DVD is Run Lola Run.
1: Okay, that only took you about four minutes.
0: <laughs> well, because it obviously i was expecting to see a golden uh, sort of olympic medal and what i got was a chocolate coin on on a bit of ribbon no, i not... didn't recognise it immediately so are you making a point that you've run the marathon with with what with the chocolate medallion oh, that's just where
1: it hangs i mean well spotted oh and the camera just happened to be on it at the beginning of the my background is behind me i mean what an eagle eye you have to spot it i mean considering how thick your glasses are that's pretty impressive so the fact that the camera was
0: was like about an inch away from it and has now been moved way way back into the middle of the room so you can fit
1: in front of the camera it's got nothing to do with it it's just complete coincidence No, that was you focusing and unfocusing yeah. and I, I and i understand that you're that you you are actually these days much better at focusing having been on your course now what course The course that you went on that that taught you all of these valuable things about focusing, being in the moment, being present. I mean, it sounds very inspiring. It was, actually.
0: Can we just check uh, that... Should we just check that today is Tuesday of this week and not Tuesday of next week?
1: Can I just check, are you being in the moment right now?
0: Yeah, well, obviously... You're in not in the moment because you're you're not very good at working out which Tuesday uh, you're supposed to be somewhere, whether it's the Tuesday of the week you're in or the Tuesday of the following week.
1: That's because I've not been on your excellent course, and I and I don't, and I've not learnt the art of being fully present. Whereas that's clearly what you're modelling, because there is a profound difference in the last time I met you for an episode than this wholly present fully energised, heartfelt, authentic, moist Stephen Thompson right in front of us right now.
0: And um, there is a weather forecaster called Darren Betts. Can I just make sure that you know that you're not that person who's also called Darren, that you are Darren, Darren Cheek? Can we just get this clear that, you know, today is Tuesday, that you are in your room doing a podcast with me and you are Darren Darren Cheek, unique.
1: Beautiful. I've just worked out what you're doing. This is this is improvisation, isn't it? it yeah. You've, you learnt how to do improvisation <laughs> while you were away. This is, I am so proud of you. What else did you learn apart from being in the moment and improvisation? Did you learn anything else on your little course?
0: It was a big course, actually, and it was really nice not having to think or talk to you for
1: five nights. Okay, so what did you learn from not having to think or speak to me for five nights? Well, it's sort of freedom. Okay, you learned. I got a lot of confidence
0: back. <laughs> I don't feel—I didn't feel downtrodden. No, uh, that all th- went out the window as soon as I got back, and I got various um, WhatsApp notes and messages from you. Me. Mm-hmm. So actually, it was a waste of money in that sense. The course, right? And what was the course? Remind us. <laughs>
1: It was, it was called Writing for Performance. Writing for Performance. Mm. So is this you trying to move on from your adaptations?
0: I'd just like to mention here that uh, one of Damn Cheek's most successful outings has been an interminable uh, number of performances of an adaptation of a short story by Goggle called Diary of a mathman
1: And is it by Goggle? Goggle,
0: yeah. <laughs> Is
1: it by Google? Or
0: is it Google? It's either Google or Google. I can't which. By Google. And also starring uh, now now are
1: you just just to be sure, you Darren oh, Darren Cheek. Can I just hang on. Are we doing more improvisation now? Because if we, hang on, let me just, I'm just going to warm up, I'm going to limber up. Did you do all of this on the course? Did you do all like... Okay, right, I'm all ready, I'm all limber. I'm with you, I'm going to say yes to whatever you say. I'm with you, I'm present, we've got eye contact, we're energised, we're connected. Go, Stephen, let's improv. What have you dribbled down the front of your shirt? Yes.
0: No, I'm seriously asking, there's something all down the front of your shirt? Yes. Well, for audio description, at that point, Darren stood up and waggled around a lot, and he's got some big spillage down the front of his shirt, but he's obviously not going to tell me what it is. Yes. No, I didn't do any improvisation
1: on the course. You can't do the no thing. You have to be present in the moment. You can't do the no thing. It's about accepting, giving, receiving, giving, receiving. Keep it going. Nobody's noticed. Keep it going. Uh, How can I... Keep it going. you're doing really well you've been on a course you know how to do this
0: what's worse is some of the course people might be listening to this <laughs> are they as good as you yeah they were all very good actually there were two actors okay they were very good right. oh, is it orange juice you've dribbled down your
1: front yes oh, okay uh hang on hang on, hang on. timeout timeout by the way audience i haven't dropped anything down my top <laughs> This is Stephen doing really good improvisation, because what he's done is he's pretended that I've spilt something down my top in order to kind of put me down while still making out that he's making something up as he goes along. Can you see how sophisticated this new version of this post-course version of Stephen Thompson is? It's, this is high art happening right at you right now. Right, back into it, back into it. Hang on, Connected, connected, eye contact, in connection, ready, present. All down your front. All down your front. Masterful, masterful. Keep keep it going, keep it going. So one
0: nice thing we did was I did a little bit of writing. Okay. And then, uh, no, I can't remember that one. What did I do? I did some writing. No, I recorded something. I wrote something and then I recorded it. And then one of the actors listened to it and she spoke it as she was listening to it. Without having, without seeing it written down or um, without knowing anything of what was coming next. And that was teaching us to help us be in the present, in the moment, which obviously is something you're very passionate about. So passionate. Darren she very passionate about being in the
1: moment. Fully present, authentic, moist, with integrity. There was
0: no moisture when she did it. Huh? But no, I didn't do it because
1: I felt that was a bit difficult
0: for me because it meant doing two things at the same time, which was listening and talking.
1: Yeah, you find both of those things very hard. So I didn't do that. But she did that very well and she
0: made my writing actually quite interesting. If you'd told me this is what we were going to be talking about, I'd have got my notebook that I made notes about everything I learned and did. I could refer to it.
1: Don't worry, I emailed your course tutor and got them to send (laughs) course notes. Don't worry. (laughs) Just Bear with me, because I, I chase them, but I think they're so busy being in the moment and present, it took them a while to get back. So I've not fully absorbed them. So I'm just going to kind of riff and impro a little bit on, on reading these. That means you did them in a rush just now. Um, so let's have a look. As humans, we tend to spend a lot of time in the past or in the future. We spend much time thinking about what was and what could have been. Uh, I know. I certainly do after the podcasts that we do together. Uh, and we spend much time wondering about what may happen? I don't in terms of the podcast because generally they're very predictable. Which is, I do ninety-eight percent of the work and you do the other three percent intentional bad maths.
0: Um, I'm I had on... that joke last week and it wasn't funny last week. Called a callback, Stephen. Yeah, and by repeating it, it doesn't get any funnier.
1: So you're trying to tell me that me repeating jokes doesn't make them any funnier? Yeah. You see the trouble with you repeating jokes is you're not living in the moment you're living in the past right okay uh, i'm already bored with this but basically uh we're looking for clarity clarity calmness yeah positivity yeah and of course that all sounds nice and useful but how can you step away from the thought loops that well thought loops thought loops uh thought loops oh thought loops what's a thought loop yeah is it is it like a fruit loop exactly anyway how do you actually return to the present moment, Stephen Thompson? This is what you've been studying, right? There are eight ways apparently that you learn about on the course. Focus on what's right in front of you. And you find that very hard, don't you? You have to focus on your breathing, focus on your inner body, pick up the vibe from present people. If you know someone that is more present than than most people, that you can pick up his or her vibe of presence. Who do you know that's maybe more present than most people, Stephen Thompson?
0: Well, Mark Mark Rylance is very present, isn't he? He's very good. I'm so over this. How's your internet dating going, Darren?
1: Let's listen to this, shall we?
2: pause when you're older practice balancing standing on one leg with your eyes closed is apparently the best predictor of how well you're going to age if you're over 40 and can do it for more than 10 seconds you're doing well
1: thanks for that jesse sorry we haven't had this one sooner to be honest
0: what's that got to do with your internet dating
1: nothing to do with your old age yet again it seems to me like i don't ask Jessie for what her top tips should be themed on but it seems that there's a little bit more and more they're becoming a bit more you know they're generally digging at you a little bit which i'm not disapproving of well i'm very good at studying
0: one for actually because i do it in yoga every monday morning <sighs> if you do yoga you must be really present And if you bother to listen to my other podcast, which is very popular with everyone on the course, I've just been on, um, uh, you would know that I do yoga every Monday morning because I always mention it.
1: I don't listen to your other podcast because it's shit. A, it's shit. And D, I've got a life.
0: So what do you do with your exciting life? What what exciting things have you been losing this week? Losing?
1: Hmm. Have I lost things this week? Yeah.
0: Obviously you've lost your memory, that's the first thing
1: What else have I lost?
0: Well, something very important that's had quite a knock-on impact in my life Oh, I lost my diary, didn't I? Yeah, you lost your diary, didn't you?
1: I did lose my diary, you're right Yeah, that fried my brain for a few days
0: Have we managed to do anything that was originally scheduled?
1: Uh, I did most things, apart from the beginning, middle and end of those days Precisely
2: Yeah
0: I'm still waiting for my birthday meal, which has been cancelled twice. Uh, Today's podcast was changed. Uh, Something else we did
1: together was changed. Uh, The meal is proving difficult to organise. A, because I don't like you. And B, because you've got your um, Christmas nativity play that you're directing, producing, technically managing at the, the nursery school in Muswell Hill.
0: It's amazing that, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? They put me in charge
1: of that. I know. Let's not tell them that whilst on your course, you got fired again from (laughs) a technical position. Do you want to tell us about that? Hang on. Can I ask a question first? Yes. Well done. Good improvisation. Did you at one point, were you given the job, were you asked to provide sound effects for somebody's show? yes or no yes well done good improvisation so you were given the responsibility of doing the sound effects for somebody's show yes or no yes i understand there were about Eight or nine sound effects that you were responsible for. yes or no. Yes. So you were asked at one point let's review. You were asked at one point to do some sound effects for somebody's show. There are about eight or nine sound effects that you were asked to, do, to to do for this show. let's Let's skip to the show. By the time the show happened, am I right in thinking you did? No. Sound effects on that show? Yes or no? No, I did
0: no sound effects. Thank you. Should we move on? No. Should we just
1: explain the context of it? We're fired. Let's not embarrass you. No, I wasn't fired. It's all right. I should have done it a long time ago. But, like, as as previously discussed in previous podcasts, I indulged you a bit too many times. Fair play to one of your co-participants on the course. They weren't going to tolerate your messiness or your sabotage just because you were jealous that their writing was much better than your adaptation. Um, uh, they they weren't going to put up with it, so they fired you. I
0: suggested it was overcomplicating the five-minute performance to have the sound effects in. On top of that, one of the other participants was at that point taking the part in the rehearsal, which I didn't know he was doing because someone couldn't make it. And that person who was doing the actor was actually the person that was originally down to do the sound effects. So I was not fired.
1: You were demoted.
0: I was cut, but I wasn't fired.
1: Right. Cut, fired. You say potato. I say key ingredient in vodka. So you're saying that you suggested cutting the sound effects? Yeah, because I just thought it was were worried that it was a much better play than yours and you thought by taking the technical bits of it you you'd downgrade it a little bit and yours would look better no,
0: no obviously it was because I was so stressed out from having done sound effects and all the pressure you've always put me under into your stupid shows that I had loads of flashbacks to those shows and uh, I thought it better we didn't do sound effects they were done they were just spoken
1: do you know, I would call that PDG. Removing yourself before you're fired, I'd say, is a good bit of PDG on your part. If only you would do the same from this podcast.
0: If you want to do the 3% on your own.
1: Sorry, is that the end of the sentence?
0: Yes. I was waiting for a verbal response as opposed to a silent shake of the head. Shake of the No, no, I was nodding violently. Your glasses didn't fall off. It wasn't that violent. And and the point was, it also was all on groove music and everything and all the things. It was the exact same uh, method I had to go through when I was technical manager on your damn cheek evenings. And it just was very stressful.
1: Yeah, I mean, you do get stressed with any sort of responsibility, don't you? Being a human being, for instance.
0: Why are you tippy tapping? Because yet again, you changed the time at the start of this. And I have not, I wasn't ready it changed from two o'clock to quarter to two so I lost quarter of an hour. Blimey. So you can't even get the right Thursday when I said when I said to you could we do it on tomorrow Thursday instead of next Thursday because I'm starting on rehearsals and I just get a a WhatsApp note saying you passive-aggressive little shit. You
1: didn't say tomorrow Thursday did you? You said Thursday.
0: Why would I suggest that we do the podcast on the day I start rehearsals.
1: Why would you suggest on a Wednesday, can we do it on a Thursday? Thus implying, otherwise, why would you not use the word tomorrow?
0: I did use the word tomorrow. If I didn't, it's quite clear, Darren, that I obviously was saying, can we do it sooner rather than
1: later because I'm going into rehearsal. I wish you would just say what you mean. Yeah, well if you weren't one of these passive aggressive text messages you were just yeah. that...
0: It's funny how whenever you change things I just say yes no and give a very clear communication of of response whereas I just get vile whatsapp notes from you
1: I think yours are more vile would you mind changing this from the yes no, no that's <laughs> that's clear no you passive aggressive little
0: shit is not clear
1: okay <laughs>
0: This is why I'm organised and you're just a complete disaster.
1: Did you just try to tell me and the world that you're organised?
0: I'm more organised than you are. Are you? Yes. You might be able to get a flipping theatre company production together, but you can't get together with me to do a podcast without messing around or sort my birthday meal out without cancelling it twice.
1: I can sort it out with you. You don't respond. I'm not even indulging this.
2: This is Mrs Plover from Dover calling in. And look, I have to say, I'm rather exasperated with the pair of you. I mean, I've been listening to your podcast, as you insist on calling it, for weeks now. And it's just not getting any better, is it? The only thing is getting worse. I mean, who writes the content? Now, first of all, I think if you started to call it something... Other than a podcast, so you don't sound as if you're stuck in some kind of beam floating somewhere downstream, not very fast, going nowhere, very interesting. The other thing is, I mean, you need to sound as if you're enjoying yourselves a bit more. There's a word for it prop iniquity. That's the word. Prop Piniquity. It means getting along in a cosy fashion. And you two sound like you're always about to have a bargy bargy, as my mother would say. And who is in charge? Nobody it would seem. So come on, pull it together. Sharon and Tracy I can't remember what your names are even, because neither of you speaks properly. I mean that's a major problem. If you're going to go and do a broadcast, I mean you need to know how to speak well. I mean, you know, some of us come from humble backgrounds, but we get it together when we have a public. So what I would like to do is to give you some formal elocution lessons. Now, the first thing is open your mouth wide and feel it move around. Wide and then closed. Wide and then closed. And think of your mouth as a piece of elastic. Opening up nicely to the sound of your vowels.
1: I couldn't understand a fucking word she said. Do you want to translate it for me? Uh, Interpret it for me? But can you use a lot less words than she did to explain whatever it was she was trying to say?
0: She basically said she's from a similar background from you, but she gets it together.
1: Right. That was the point of all of that?
0: It was one of the main points. All right. any other points? Uh, that we've got to sound as if we're getting on with each other rather than arguing all the time.
1: We don't get on with each other, we argue all the time. How does that work?
0: And the podcast is going downhill and who writes this stuff anyway?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree with that. So basically, uh,
0: she's just said a lot of stuff you agree with.
1: Yeah, that's why she annoys me. Nothing worse than people agreeing with me. I got distracted, I started reading my Tommy Cooper book. I was dog tired last night. I slept in a kennel. I've got a dog, you know, the one man dog. He only bites me. That Stephen Thompson, that's high art. That's what you should have been learning on your course. What? Tommy
0: Cooper jokes.
1: What? Yeah. Rather than getting fired from doing sound effects again.
0: So what's your art for this week?
1: Being here.
0: Oh, no. they're always, but they're always very popular. Those episodes. Yeah. When the audience numbers plummet, how's your leg, by the way? It almost sounded like you cared then for a second. Well, you, I've got to be—I've got to be in the moment and spontaneous. And sounding as if I'm caring is actually one is quite a good way into all that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, good. But pretending that you've got a layer of empathy or sympathy—I like it.
0: Like that sort of designer spill down the front of your top, uh, I like that very much. If you go out, people will be asking where do you get that top from
1: sure. and what you'll notice about this very skilled piece of impro is it's actually a callback to the pilot episode when Stephen had orange juice all over his crotch so not only is it a very sophisticated uh, piece of in the momentness it's actually self-referential do you know what as you've been on a course and you've been learning from people that have been modeling things for you should we have a bit more learning yes a bit more modeling yes should we do Football Corner?
0: Yes.
2: Football
1: <laughs> Thanks for that, Lisa. Thanks for modelling and goating. Stephen Thompson, Perhaps you can listen and learn because Lisa, like everybody else in Goat's Head, is very excited by the prospect of the Newcastle takeover. But did she bleat on about it? No. Watch and learn.
0: Not watch and learn. Listen and learn. Pardon? Can't can't watch a silent goat. What? It's not watch and learn. It's listen and learn. Sorry? I don't know how to respond to that. Um... I dropped by uh, Geisley when I was driving up to uh, the north. To north, uh, but uh, what's her name? Debbie. <sighs> Debbie von McFitty.
1: Let's just remind ourselves that any uh, any women involved in this production, you can never remember their names. I did knock
0: on the door, but no one answered.
1: Is that the end of the story? Yeah. So it's like your podcast, like we're in your podcast now, isn't it? Oh, there goes somebody walking past.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why my podcast is so popular,
1: and this one isn't. So I'm still watching the person go. Past. <laughs> Hang on.
0: <laughs> For audio description, Darren is doing a brilliant clown mime of somebody sitting looking out of the window, watching a person go past. I'm very, very sorry that the listeners can't witness this incredible moment of uh, creative art, creative dramatic art, which is encompassing both farce and tragedy in equal measure.
1: Yeah, both physical and naturalistic theatre. Absolutely.
0: Expressionist, absurdist. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. little melee. Sadly, no one was able to witness that except me. But obviously it's one of the greatest theatrical moments I've ever had in my life. Good. And that's why you're an actor, isn't it? Because? You can do things like that.
1: Exactly. And that's why you'll never be one. I don't want to be an actor. But You do good improvisation these days, though, don't you? You've learnt to say yes. It's like, like little Pavlov's dog's little bell tingy thing. It's amazing. It's like you've learnt it. It's like you've got your own internal bell now. The personal growth and development has happened.
0: That's my personal growth and development. In fact, I just say yes.
1: Yes. Watch and learn. I just modelled it for you right there. Do that again. Yes.
0: I wish the audience could have, the listeners could have seen you do that, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. It wasn't quite up there with the looking at the person outside the window, but it was still amazing. Um and I think you're gonna make a very fine actor one day.
1: Thanks. Wow, oh, that's really kind of you. Sex fact, sex fact, here's a sex fact. Kellogg thought that eating healthy decreased sexual thoughts.
0: What, Kellogg as in Kellogg cornflakes?
1: Yeah, Dr. Kellogg as in Kellogg cornflakes.
0: No, not Kellogg, Kellogg. Google. So he was. The point was just like your 97, 98% and the other 3% being deliberate my goggle was deliberate
1: Uh uh-huh
0: of course it was i did a flipping drama degree with a module on russian drama
1: sure but you can't remember what time you went to the toilet this morning let alone anything else that's dr kellogg
0: who invented kellogg's cornflakes
1: yeah he
0: believed that if you ate healthily it was good for your sex drive
1: No, basically, he was a bit anti-sex and he thought sex was a bit of a dirty thing. He was a bit of a Christian fundamentalist, basically, and thought that sex was dirty. So he thought if you ate healthy, uh, then actually... Healthily? No, he thought if you ate healthy. If you ate healthily? No, 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 he thought if you ate healthy. Obviously, the correct English is healthier.
0: That's going to upset Mrs Plover. So how is that sex fact improving the uh, sex education of the nation, which was your original intention of the sex fact
1: section? Such a valid question, Stephen. I think that's one of the most powerful, most important questions you've asked since we've been podcasting together.
0: So that was a sex fact that nobody learned anything from and a very, very useful top tip from Jesse because uh, scientists are finding out that it is very important to stand, I can't remember why, but there's been quite a lot of research into uh, how standing on one
1: foot affects our brains. Right, good. Should we move on? Yes. Nice bit of improvisation! Well done! I don't even have the bell, I'm so proud of you. So Beds of Devon, uh, Cockington High Street, get down there. It's busy, it's vibrant, it's exciting. They've got a special offer at the moment for the Tuho and Minnenen uh, faux black leather EU Super King waterbed with a special LED light up facility in the um, headboard. This beautiful faux black leather Super King bed, contemporary, stylish. This waterbed brings a smooth ambience to your bedroom. The low profile frame, both sleek lines and inviting curves, offering the ultimate comfort especially with the LED night lights integrated into the headboard Uh, it's supposed to be £1229 however for the next two weeks Brendan and his team are offering it for a mere £899 um, with a further 20% if you put the nothing to see here NTSH code in on the checkout online beds of Devon we love you Brendan we love you Dave we love the team. How's the
0: insurance claim going? Uh, There was no crash. There was no boat. There is no boat. There is no insurance claim. Do we have to do this every single week? You know,
1: a huge part of the grief process, Stephen, (laughs) denial. And that's okay because it's a very natural part of the grief process. But please, as your co-host, please just heed the warning. Don't get stuck in it. Listen, I've got some drilling.
0: Shall we do a promote? Shall we?
1: Genuine promote or indulgent gloat? Tales. Oh, indulgent gloat. (laughs) Blimey. All right, I'm going to indulgently gloat.
0: Excuse me. This has nothing to do with you. This is my indulgent gloat. So shut your mouth. Carry on. My indulgent gloat is I have my first published short story... Uh, it's in an anthology called uh, Lips on Unfamiliar Skin. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, it's the writing salon anthology number one, and it's published by Ink Jockey, and I'm very proud of it. Uh, and I would like everyone
1: listening to go and buy it. I don't think that is an indulgent gloat. Yes, it is. No, I think it's a genuine promote. I think it's in fact, I think I'm going to add a third subsection. I think it's a genuine, appropriate promote. I can't deal with three sections on the promotion. I I wasn't introducing three sections. Just take the fucking compliment.
0: I've taken the compliment. How's your mum?
1: No, because I don't remember anything you say because my life is too short.
0: I might go into a breakout room. And for those of you who care, Darren will be bringing out his new podcast, The Sound of Drilling, very shortly. Don't hold your breath. That was Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, the course episode. Please like us, subscribe, send us your feedback. But most of all, thank you for listening. Oh, we haven't seen the table. that looks really nice it doesn't look any bigger than the one you had before
1: you didn't have to say it you felt the need to say it which is entirely different